quiero que nadie se, se ofenda, pero hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Good evening, or good afternoon, or good morning, depending when you're watching or listening to us. Welcome to episode 67 of Chasing That European Glory. I almost forgot the name of the title. Uh, we got the full squad today. No substitutions. We got the full starting team. Boys, how are we? Good, good. How's everyone? Good. good. Everyone's feeling good on the eve of a big European match. We got a lot to talk about. I'm sure there'll be some optimism, some pessimism here, some realism, as some like to call it. Um, but we'll get there. Um, today, we will cover Trofense 1, Benfica 2. Big, mighty Trofense, uh, Taz de Portugal game. Benfica comes away in an extra time victory with none other than André Almeida or Almeidinhos coming up with the winning goal. We'll talk about uh, Benfica announced on Thursday uh, that they will meet with um, John Texter, American uh, investor, well-known, part of the FUBU um, investment, uh, Face Bank. Um, he just invested in Crystal Palace in the Premier League. We'll talk quickly about You know, what are the major improvements that we think um, an investor like this could bring and kind of separating um, the differences of, you know, a lot of the Portuguese fans um, living there and abroad think that an investment kind of means that we give up the rights to the club, but we'll get there. And then, of course, uh, we'll talk in depth about Benfica Bayern Munich, match day three of the Champions League for us. An important game, um, and just to correct uh, myself from last week, we—I was under the impression that the first game was in Munich. It's not. Uh, the first game is at the Stade de Luz, which I think changes things a little bit, at least from my perspective. But we'll talk about that, um, and we'll we'll talk about what are the weaknesses, what are the strengths um, that we may have, what are the weaknesses that Bayern Munich may have, if any. Um, but I'm sure there'll be a lot to talk about. For those of you who are watching, tuning in, feel free to add your comments, your thoughts in the chat, um, and join the conversation. Uh, Trofense one, Benfica two. Benfica made some rotation uh, in the 11, which we expected. Elton Leith got the start, and then Almeida, Vertong, and Morato in the back. Gilberto, Tarap, Maite, uh, Gil Diaz, 
Pizzi, Gonçalo Ramos and Everton. Um, a game that a second division team, they're lower down in the division. I think they only had one win. Um, our B team beat them two to one in the second division. Uh, we ironically beat them two to one. Uh, coming off the international break, uh, a game that, in my opinion, I thought we weren't great. Um, but I also thought we weren't bad, given the amount of changes that there were in the team, given the lack of fluidity and cohesion that this team has in real competitive games, right? Practicing with each other is very different than playing in an actual match. Um, so uh, I wasn't necessarily disappointed in the performance. I was disappointed that we had to go to extra time. Um, Oscar, I'll start with you. I know that we had some conversation going back and forth. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, what do you think of this game, given the changes? And I know, of course, you were very, very happy to see Lord PZ in the starting eleven. Uh, not really. I mean, <laughs> he should be. He should be with the A team. Not the I knew B-team. he was going to say that. <laughs> but, so I this this game to me, it felt like it reminded me a little bit of last year. All right. And and I don't want to be a, like a pessimist because you guys all call me a pessimist. But like last year, we had one bad result, and then it was like a snowball effect. Like it, it was just it was just. And then well, Portimonense, even though we deserved to win that game by a trillion to zero, it it carried into this game. This B team that we had should not a B team because they, they 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 paid a lot of money for these players. We have Everton on the starting eleven. We have PZ. We have uh, Tarabt. We have uh, Mate. Uh, we have guys, Vertolgen was there, uh, guys that actually has a lot of money, right? So it's not a B team. It's a team that can compete with any team in the first division, right? But now Trofens basically takes us to overtime. This doesn't give us confidence going into Bayern Munich. Uh, I mean, it was it was a, a game like I didn't we didn't create many chances, we, even though we, we, it looks like we had all the possession and all that. Uh, we had Everton that probably was our best player in the, on the field. Um, but but the Trofens stayed in the game the whole time and scored a goal in this 80th minute to take us to overtime. That's to me that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing, and I can't compare that game to Portimonense. Portimonense we could have easily, uh, you know, blown out of the water. This game we it, it, they scored an offside goal by centimeters, right? They could have gone to put them up to one zero. Uh, we were just like, I don't know, we were shit. Uh, there's no lack of better words. We were shit. And that doesn't give me hopes for tomorrow's game. It just gives me a little bit of a scares me a little bit for tomorrow's game, I guess. I think, right. And you said they scored in an offsides goal, right? Which I get. Um, but there's a reason why it's offside, right? It shouldn't. It shouldn't be counted because it's an illegal goal, right? It's no different than uh, you know the guy being ten feet offsides, right? He's offsides. He's offsides. Right. right, but let, let me let me let me take that back. So, but if there was VAR, Almeida's goal probably wouldn't account. Correct, either. correct. And so, I, we, we so, talked about that offline. Yeah, so it would have it would have it would have been a one-one and correct. maybe PKs against offense. But then again, if there's VAR, PZ might have a penalty in the first half when the guy basically just fucking runs right through him. Right. right. No, no. So, I, <laughs> so that's, that's, that, that's that's fine. But like, but we scored we scored our winner on an offside goal that I. That I thought was an offside goal. If if they had a lines there, if they had the VAR, we probably wouldn't have scored that. That goal wouldn't have stood. So there you go. Like I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ifs, right? And and like I said, I don't. I'm not surprised. And and I'll pass the ball to to you, Jay. Um, 
do you think that one right we rotated the squad we gave some players the opportunity to get some minutes unfortunately we had some injuries Lazaro got hurt again Jolie's got hurt again um right so we lose two players there um and I'll open this up to the rest of you guys as well but do you think that it's a case of and we hear it all the time in sports in general that you're playing down to your opposition right you're coming off the back of an international break a long stoppage right? You're on the eve of a big Champions League match. Some of these guys obviously haven't been playing regularly. I get that, right? But it's not one of those matches. Unfortunately, realistically, right? You want to say as fans, right? You should be motivated for every game, right? But that's us talking from the outside. These guys are professionals, right? They go into this game and like, I are playing Trophins, right? Like you don't have that motivation, right? To get you really going in a match like this. Do you think it's a case of we ended up playing down to our opposition. We got the win, move on, and, and forget about it? I think you, you pretty much just said it. Like, they absolutely did. Like, just the way that, like you said, international break, we're playing with the B squad, coming in. I just felt like they were like, let's just get to Bayern. It's, it's the bigger game overall. And they weren't thinking about this game too much because they thought that, they, like you said, they could probably blow them out. But they didn't they ended up in a tough game. Um, but I, I was I didn't personally watch the game, but I saw the highlights and I, I was just like I don't think Elton made a save. No. I didn't see anything like big major overall. I didn't think that they played that bad. I even said I think I was like we must have played pretty good overall. Like but like I I don't know. And they, that goalie came up with a big save. I don't know how the hell he saved that. <laughs> Like that was, save. Yeah. that was circus save. That has to be the goal. Like, like that's the biggest highlight I saw out of that whole game. Like I, I don't know. I just feel like they're just ready to play this game tomorrow, and they kind of this game kind of took a backseat, and we almost almost cost us, to be honest. Yeah, Kenny, do you do you agree with the whole playing down your opposition? And Vertonghen played the entire match. Um, any concerns you think there? having played 120 minutes and then Bayern tomorrow? No. So, and, and first, let me just, uh, our nosso amigo João, <laughs> I know que, um, uh, we're, you know, we're speaking English here. So, it's the it's podcast aqui é só para, you know, é English. So, desculpa se pensais que é o português, mas nós temos outro podcast português, se querem uh, assistir a esse, mas este aqui é English. So, desculpem lá. Quinta-feira, o podcast em português. Um, so in regards to this game, so I'm actually not surprised to the two to one uh, result. And I had mentioned this last time. And you got the result right, by the way. And I did get the result right. So <laughs> I actually so I, I, I said this on the last on the last podcast. I think this game was going to be tough because of, you know, the chain, you know, putting in the B squad, a lot of players that don't really play much with each other, um, a lot of players trying to show to the manager Maybe I belong on the on the you know getting more minutes on the on the A team, um, and we typically historically we actually I felt like we struggle against these opening games in Plaza Portugal, and I didn't know if it was just maybe one or two games that stood out to me, but I actually went back five years and I should have done this last week, but I'm just gonna go through some of the results. Opening the first opening games um, in the Plaza Portugal back in 2016, um, yeah, primeiro de dezembro. We, we only won two to one. Again, these are all away games because usually the opening games are all away games. So two to one, tough game, uh, you know, close margin there. 2017 against Olianis. 
uh, Benfica won nothing on that that matchup against who? Olianense. Yeah. In 2018, uh, Sertanense, we did that was a blowout, three nothing. We won there, but if you remember in that 2018 season, I think the next game we played Montaleg, yeah. we only won one nothing. One zero. One yep. zero. 2019, another COVID Piedad, we blew them out there for nothing. But around the next round, we we edged out a victory against Vizela two to one. Last year, Perids, we won one nothing <laughs> again this time. So there's just a history. Yeah, we had some blowouts there, but there's more close games. Um, and typically these away games, we tend to kind of just, you know, we we, man we manage out wins, but we struggle against against these teams. You know, so I, I, I'm not surprised by the result, but I agree with Oscar. I mean, this B team is still loaded with talent. I kind of disagree. I think I I mean, I didn't watch the entire game, but I did see the highlights. Most of the highlights were all Everton. He had like three, four chances yep. from from the highlights that I saw. But, you know, we couldn't finish. And so the, the game ended up, you know, being what it was. And it's it sucks that, you know, it was a close game. We could have probably lost. Um, we had to take it to extra time. But. I'm not surprised by the result. I'm just happy that we got through um, and we'll see what happens moving forward. Um, and to your question about Vertonghen, you know, there's two ways of looking at it. I mean, I, you know, and I can get into this with Bayern, but Bayern played a game, you know, they, they had that international break and their game wasn't a Tasa game. They had a regular season game. So they've already, their starters have already played. It's, it's how do you want to look at it? Do you want to go, rusty you know your players are starting 11 hasn't played for two weeks now you know so do you want to go in rusty you can look at it this way you're in rusty you know deficient going into the byron game and byron's already had kind of a game to kind of warm up and get ready for us or you can look at it as well we got we got more fresh legs you know everyone should be rested ready to go got more fire under them so it's it's However, you want to look at it one one of two ways. So I, I can touch on that after on the Bayern top. No, those are those are valid points. And Bill, before I pass it to you, Nelson Silva says Jorge Malatasa se prepararem ele só aposta a série quando já estamos nas meias finais. Which, for those of you who don't know Portuguese, uh, saying that JJ basically only really starts to put a more solid uh, team in uh, the Taça de Portugal when we're further along in the competition, which makes sense, right? I mean. When you when you're starting off and you know no disrespect to any of the opposition right they're lower level opposition right so you would assume that with the depth that we have that they should be able to to get us across the finish line and then when you start getting further in right you're you're starting to play more first division teams and, and the competition is going to be a little bit more serious and then you're going to maybe make less changes um, and that kind of plays into my question to you Bill is um, right we made a lot of changes and I think. Again, with the opposition, with the lack of competitive games between all of them, um, plays a massive part. But in terms of depth, and we've talked about it before, do you think that our team this year has depth in the sense of good, consistent, and reliable depth? Or do you think we have some names, right? But do you think that they're actually capable of, in the event that someone goes down, that we have someone to come off the bench to make the difference? No, I think... I think like what we've seen at the beginning of the season so far where he's rotated a bit, it's been like one or two changes in the 11, right? The core, that spine of the team, Otamendi, Weigel, and João Mario, has, they've essentially been this, they haven't sat. This game outside of Gilberto 
in Vertonghen, none of those are regular starters, right? So that this is a essentially a whole new eleven. So, I mean, looking at the lineup, I expected to have a, a, some struggles, but at the same time, as Oscar mentioned, like the players on the field are more than capable of beating the defense. Like this game should not have been this close. Those players we have are more than capable of, of having a three, zero four, zero result, right? This, this two, one, it's a nice result to get right. You move on, you move on in the toss. That's nice. But me going into it was expect, I was expecting more, right? Trofense, second division side, even if we're making changes, we have the players to get a, a good result and, and not have to go to extra time and, and have uh, our world striker, Andre Almeida, <laughs> although it was a nice fucking finish. Hey. But, I mean, the fact that we needed him to finish it, to win a game is, I mean, I think it says a lot about our, our striker. Mike, uh, Mike yeah. can I just add something? In, yeah. in, comparison, in comparison, I was looking at the Bayern um, past games for getting ready for today. In comparison, I think Bayern won their their first toss of game like twelve nothing. So go go and compare. And they probably had a yeah, B team as well. Result like that, you know, and we're kind of edging out, you know. I I texted I texted Mike. I think it was Saturday or Sunday, uh, and I was I had watched the uh, the Bayern game and they smashed five zero. But I also want to make sure and that I, you call this out right, like the the twelve nothing that you're talking about, Kenny. Right, they played against Bremer. Which they're probably, I mean, looking at the standings here, they're, I don't even know what goddamn division, but they're not. In the yeah, top, I have no idea. Top I just. Two or three, right? But looking at their 11, right? Like they still had Ulrich, who's played in the first team, Sula, who plays as a starter sometimes, Kimich, Toliso, Muller, Sane, Chupamoting, right? So they had like a decent core of, of top talent against this yeah, team. But- that's right, but like, like I mean, we still we still sandwich. had, yeah, but we still had. I mean, look at our team, easy Correct. Everton, you know, Vertonghen's still in there. I mean, we still got we, I, you know, to your question about depth, I feel confident this year that we have more depth than last year. I mean, I'm happy. You know, you play Rafa or Everton, one of them's got to sit right. That right now Everton's sitting, but I'm I'm glad he's coming off the bench. That's a great great player to come off the bench. I'm I'm very confident with you know, our, our depth. So I, I think, you know, it's not obviously apples to apples. They, they spend more money. They have more quality, but you don't see them, you know, I mean, we'll get into it, but I mean, they just blow out teams. So essentially that's, that's my point is they. Uh, another thing, guys, you, you, look, you look at both Porto and Sporting's games against the, uh, you know, yeah, those trans are, those and are the division teams. Uh, but, uh, well, I know, but they, they give a nice goal the and then they go to right. Champions League, and look what happens today. They go with momentum. Let's see how Benfica goes with tomorrow's – how momentum they have going into tomorrow's game. No, I don't disagree. Uh, and another thing is – another thing is, looking at, uh, at at the game we had against offense, we suffered the goal when our starters came in, or some of our starters came in. And one of our starters lost the ball, which is Romari, our best player. Terrible. All right. So – I don't know. I didn't think he had a great game. Um, to, to cap it off, Tiago says, Nos últimos 30 anos ganhamos apenas 5 taças de Portugal. Para um clube como a Benfica é muito pouco. Devíamos levar esta competição muito mais a sério. I agree. I agree. Uh, 
para mim ainda temos duas lacunas em, posições, em duas posições, falta uma alternativa a João Mário e falta uma alternativa ao Grimaldo, isto além de não termos um Jonas. Um, I agree, I think that for those who watch the game, Maite and Tarat reminded me a lot of what we saw last year with Weigel and Tarat, right? Like there's just a disconnect there. And obviously, again, they haven't played with each other competitively, right? Again, we've all played um, not at the professional level, but we've all played like you don't practice at the same uh, intensity that you would in a game, right? It's just completely different. Um, and Nelson says, Sim, the way I look at it, the common denominator is Tarat. <laughs> like, Fact. Fair. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I no, I agree. Um, Oscar, was there anyone who uh stood out to you from the players that haven't gotten any minutes? For me, I was a bit disappointed in Gonzalo Ramos. He got another opportunity and he didn't really stand out for me, but anyone that stood out for you? I think Everton stood out. I even though he missed a few chances, I think everything that was dangerous came through his feet. Um, so to me, Everton, any score that went the, the goal, the, the leading goal, the goal, but as one zero, people should have had that one. Yeah. But, but that was a good shot. I mean, it was a powerful shot in a, in, you know, who, who shot, who, who's the one that shot the ball and the, the goal saved it? I was just going to say, Tarap, Tarap could have had a goal and the goal, he pulled a circus. See, yeah, but it, it deflected, a, like a, a huge sign. deflection. Yeah. That's it was going out. It was going out of yeah. bounds and the guy. A huge deflection. Ball. I've seen, I've seen PK save like that. The guy just kicks his feet up and the ball hits him. That's all that happened. It was just simply reaction and it just happened to hit yeah. his foot. It's yeah. still ridiculous. Um, either way, we're through to the next round. Nelson Silva says Morato. I thought Morato didn't look too bad. Um, I thought João Mari didn't look very good when he came in. I thought Gilberto looked way off of it. Um, he just looked like he just could not keep up uh, with the intensity of the game, which was upsetting. Jesus says something about, about that. He says something. Yeah. For somebody that doesn't play all the time, it's just... Uh, he called no him out. He basically called there's him There's no out. explanation yeah. as to why he was suffering so much and, and recovering. And do you guys... What game... What game was I mean? Not who was the, the center back that was um, that was uh, the, the one that they scored their goal? I know it was Andre Almeida, and it was a center back. Was it Morato that, that completely missed the ball? Uh, I think it was Morato. Yeah, the guy came yeah. up from behind, jumped over him. Um, Nelson diz aqui, fuck, o Tarato fez um passo de calcanhar a meio campo que isolou. Oh my God, oh, God. Oh, yes. I swear to God. Yes. I saw that. Yes. When, I, when I saw that, I swear to God, I wanted to kill punch the TV. I'm like, what is this fucking guy doing? Um, and Luis Fernandes, um, aqui hoje temos o podcast em inglês uh, e na quinta-feira temos o podcast em português. Por isso, quiser acompanhar e assistir ao, ao nosso podcast em português, está à vontade. Uh, quinta-feira o dia depois do jogo da manhã com o Bayern Munique, estaremos aqui em direto. Um, to close it off, either way, we're through to the next round. Um, we got the job done. Uh, Tiago says Vertonghen foi dos melhores, muita classe e qualidade, pena não ter menos 10 anos. I agree. I thought he looked pretty <laughs> solid. Um, and, you know, again, it'll be interesting to see how it, it plays out tomorrow with 120 minutes on his legs. But I will also say that I thought André Almeida looked good played 120 minutes have being out for a long time um and he played like three different positions in that game he started off in one position then Gil Diaz got hurt then Lazaro got hurt right and like just he started they basically like he's one of those players that like okay I need you over there yeah you're gonna go play over there uh, I need so a goalie yeah guy. you go play a goalie okay uh, oh I need a forward okay you go play forward I would actually <laughs> trust him as a goalie out of all the players dude legit he's just like 
If you need to fill a hole, you just call it the Almeida. Hey, <laughs> but it, he, I mean, it goes to show that JJ has serious trust in him. Right? I think I think he's worn that hat for a couple, a few years now because I feel like he, he's played in the midfield and and he was he, the he was the only player other than PZ that was there when JJ was there before. Yeah, yeah. So if sense. you watch if you watch that the three hundred Diaz three hundred Diaz the yeah. on, uh, the documentary. JJ said he had a lot of plans for Andre Almeida in the back three last year, last yeah. year, and then he got hurt, and they, yep. that completely changed everything. So I mean, it was it was good to see him play back there and and play well. What do you guys think before we move on? Tiago says, "Maite, pensam ele não me convence." I think the same thing. I mean, again, he hasn't played regularly, but he just like there was a couple of plays in that game that physically he's there, right? He's a big dude, but I just feel like the intensity is not there. And again, that's going to obviously come with time, but even just like the decision-making, he reminds me a lot of like aphasia where he just runs around and just his goal is to just destruct everything. And when the ball's at your feet, just get it the fuck away from me, give it to someone else and you deal with it. But the decision of where, when he gets the ball back to someone else isn't there. And and I know you guys watch the highlights uh, and I'll, I'll pass it to Oscar unless any of you guys have anything to add. And I mean, we've seen him in other games, but I mean, I'll open it up to whoever wants to jump in has from what we've seen from him. Has he showed anything for you guys? I, I think he's, he's shown some, some skill. Like obviously he, like you said, is physical, it, it, like he's physically there. Like he's, he's a big dude that can, uh, that can, uh, for our center, you know, center defensive mid, that's a, a guy we need, a big dude. But he's, he feels like, I feel like he's slow on, on with a ball on his feet. Like, it's not quick action, not like, a, you know, you you, can, you compare him to Fezja. But Fezja, like, when he had the ball, he was a quick, 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 distract the play and then pass it off to a guy to do the, the attacking job, right? And this guy feels like he just spins in circles slowly, slowly in circles until he gets fouled and then he, he falls on the ball. And or he loses, and then he has come back and, and follow the guy. So it's like I think like he has potential to be a lot better, and hopefully he does get better. But right now, he I, I agree, he doesn't convince me. So so I'll I'll chime in. I mean, I didn't see the game, but from from other games that I've seen, I mean, if you look at our roster, right? I think one of the main the main things I like about him is that he is a big body. He's a tall player, can win headers, has that presence in the midfield which we don't have. I mean, João Mario's small player Weigel he's not really a, a you know a, a big guy either you know so I like that you, I think you need a, a player to fill that role on the team he he kind of fits that role but he's he's also I mean he's not a playmaker I mean they call it what it is he's, he's not a playmaker he's just a safe player that's there to distribute the ball yeah I agree with Oscar he's a little slow on the ball but he doesn't he doesn't I don't I don't find that he loses it I don't find that he makes mistakes he's just you know He's gonna win the ball, and then he's gonna lay it off to whoever, whoever you know, whoever else to to make the play. So, I still feel like you know he, you know, we have to give him that a little time to adapt too. But he'll probably find a spot on the team or a role to be that guy. I agree, Jay yeah. Bill. Anything to add? I just think we have to give him time overall. Uh, let JJ develop him a little bit, and he's coming to a new team. Doesn't probably speak any like the language or anything. So. Skill and time, I think he'll he'll develop into a better player. I mean, hey, I also look. think like the the quickness also comes with like more game time, right? Yeah. Like we we mentioned, in practice is one thing. Like game speed is completely different, and and he's I mean he's played in 
in Italy the last like six years, right? In Italy, it's not the quickest. It's not the quickest yeah. league in the world, so yeah. I think it's going to take them some time to to adjust. I agree, Bill. I think that's that's another piece of it. Is coming from Italy, it's a different. You know, they're a little more. Not that they're not physical, but like there's not. I don't think there's. And correct me if I'm wrong, but there's not much pressure on you right away. Um, as yeah, it's a different is. different style of play. Yeah, yeah. Oscar Oscar melted a little bit inside seeing this comment. Quad value pizza. No, I, 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 I actually <laughs> I actually have an answer for for Nelson. Um, you up? I, I just was called up, and you said something about we don't have a Jonas. Ask Jonas who's the best player he's played with. He'll answer you around him. <laughs> He'll ask him. Maybe send him a, a MSN or or a, or a Twitter. <laughs> a Twitter. An SMS, burro. MSN. See, see, see what uh what what Jonas says about about who's the best player played around him. <laughs> oh, man. Um, moving on. Um, before we sure. we lose Mike, might have lost Mike. Oh, we lost Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to take over? <laughs> hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, we can hear you now. oh, that was weird. Um, John Texter, uh, Benfica announced that they're going to meet with him on Thursday. There's been a lot of talk over the last six months, three months. Um, the truth is, is that they've now decided that they're going to meet with him. Um, again, he invested in Crystal Palace recently. Um, big investment here in the United States in the entertainment broadcasting type uh, environment. Uh, Kenny, I'll start with you. Uh, do you think, right, we talked about it briefly a couple of weeks ago in terms of, you know, would we be in favor? Would we not? Um, right. I think the plan is, is 25% ownership of the, the shares in the South, um, which doesn't give away um, the club. Right. We still have, but obviously he's going to have a seat at the table, right. He's going to have to bring his opinions and views. What do you think would be like the biggest benefit to Benfica um, having an investor um, like John Texter and, and even the potential, like he mentioned about uh, Benfica stocks being on the New York stock exchange. Yeah, I think that's the major the major benefit, and I'm interested to see what he has to say and what comes out of it, right? I mean, there's there's a lot of unknowns, really. I mean, we I don't I don't even think you know from you know I've read a couple of things that letter that he wrote to like the Benfica fans, like he doesn't necessarily have a plan; he just has ideas. He doesn't have a plan on how to put them in place, but I mean, my my big thing with him is is the expansion and globalization of the Benfica brand. I think that he could do have a huge part in that. Um, obviously, the money helps, right? But being able to, I mean, I know that we're already in talks of with naming rights, right? We've already got a company looking into naming rights of the stadium um, and, and the Seychelles. But like, there's there's just other opportunities to to, to generate revenue um, in the global markets, especially here in the U.S. And he has a lot of those connections, so I think that's huge. And he's in the media and you know, with FUBU TV and everything, you know, I, not only is it a huge opportunity for Benfica, but I also think it's a huge opportunity for the Portuguese league itself. Cause you, you become, you, you open your doors to an investor like this. I think it opens more doors to other clubs or, you, or other clubs become more willing to, to accept it. Cause I think we kind of shut ourselves out where, Oh no, we don't want investors. We want the clubs to be ours and ours only. Right. But you don't have to give up majority majority to these guys you can bring them bring them in let them do what they're good at 
and expand your your um you know your global reach with 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 the with the rest of the world. I know we look at ourselves as a global brand already, but if you really want to look at it, we're really not. I mean, here in the US, you're not that big. Mm-hmm. So it, there's a huge huge opportunity to like make a lot, you know, just find those revenue opportunities um overseas. I agree. Jay, what do you think? Yeah, I kind of agree with what Kenny's saying with that. Um it, I just point. feel like it would it would bring so much more money overall, and it would bring our like players' interests as well to come play for Befica. And like Kenny said, bring the Befica brand to the United States and open the opportunities over here as well. Like maybe um, didn't man like the team. Like I mean, we're not gonna be that rich, but like open just like we can probably open up some clubs around here and just make money or. I don't know, just like to the youth and stuff like that. I don't Academies. know. I just Academies feel like, is, yeah. Well, that was one of Texter's uh, plans is to have like in the big cities, I think it was like five major cities to create like either an academy or a partnership with some of the MLS teams here, right? And to be able to have that partnership. Which Didn't Benfica do that with like because, Orlando, right? But like, I, think, uh, I, I feel like that, that was Orlando. just for, like, for players. But like I feel like but that, that would be all like – pretty cool overall because if you guys all these players and then like they let go like bring them into the united states and let them play like make a name for themselves here in the mls like just breathe the brand it makes the mls better too overall bringing talent if they open opportunities like that for other clubs as well i don't know i just feel like that would be a, a pretty cool idea and just help i just wouldn't like kenny said give up most of the rights to the club overall yeah, the discussion is twenty five percent at the time at the moment. And he's going to buy those from um, Lucifer's buddy Redus Frangus. I can't remember his real name, unfortunately. Um, Bill, what do you think of this? And do you think right when Kenny says that right, it opens up the opportunity for maybe other clubs to have investors as well? Right. If we look at today, there's already investors in Portugal, right? Boavista's owned. I was just to um, say, Boavista had it years ago. Has some dodgy ownership. Um, so it's already there. Um, but do you think that, you know, Benfica taking that first step of one of the big three to have an investment, um, globalization, expansion, growth, right. Naming rights. Right. And I've seen people complain about the naming rights to the stadium because it's decided like, I don't care. It could be named fucking Adidas, Adidas stadium. I'm always going to call the study to lose. Like, I don't care. It's just a naming. Yeah. Give it up. As as long as there's money coming in and it's beneficial. Like, I don't care what the name of the stadium is called as long as it's generating money. But but like, but just, just to that point. Right. But then they also complain that, Oh, the TVs in the stadium are old. Oh, the seats are this, or oh, we don't have, you know, the, uh, you know, luxuries around the stadium. Well, you give up the rights, the naming rights. I mean, it's all it is is naming rights. You're not giving up the stadium, and you can then afford to make all those upgrades to the stadium that you've been complaining about for years. So it's like we have to think outside the box here. Like, in order to to make that that stuff happen you need the opportunity for, for an investor to come in and, you know, give a naming right. Like who can, like you said, who cares? It can be called whatever, anything really. I mean, just, just who continue by Fikista. If Mike, if you want to like, scrap some change. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you look at some of the bigger clubs in the world, right. Bayern, for example, Allianz Arena, right. Allianz insurance. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, there's a, 
Arsenal, Emirates Stadium, right? Newcastle, Sports Direct, right? Like, there's just so many big clubs that have naming rights to their stadiums. If we're going to keep going with the mindset of, like, the old school, like, the club is ours, I don't want to change anything, right? We're never going to become bigger outside of Portugal, right? We're we're the biggest, I would argue to say, we're the biggest uh, institution in Portugal, arguably, right? But our perception is that Befica is big outside of Portugal. Yes, we are in the context of... We go to play in Paris. We go to play in London, right? We have Benfica fans it's, there, but the it's brand big to Portuguese people, correct? But outside of that, you you don't like not too many people know about Benfica. Yeah, and I so, think that, as Kenny mentioned, like with 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 uh, the Sky coming potentially coming on board, like his his big credit here is the streaming, right? Face he's got Fubu, right? That, as Kenny mentioned, will globalize Benfica potentially. Like he can. Benfica can sign a, a, a deal with him to get Benfica games on, on the streaming services. And I think that could potentially help Benfica grow. Um, I'm all for it, right? As long as we're, as long as we keep the majority of the club, right? We're not selling out. I, I don't see the issue with having an investor come in at the 25% mark and, and having him have a seat at the table. Benfica using, using him and his contacts, um, and and help grow the club. Like, I, I don't see any negative to this at all. Yeah, Oscar, I'll pass it to you, and I'll ask you the question that I was going to ask Bill um, that I didn't end up finishing. <laughs> oh, before Kenny interrupted me. That's why. Right. Uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> um, do you think that um, if we have someone come in and invest in the club, right? And it opens up the door for, you know, potentially Portland Sporting and whatever down the line, right? Do you think it ends up diluting our league, right? We're in a league already that today there's a massive margin between or a massive gap between the top three and a half and everyone else, right? We've talked about it before, right? Benfica, Porto, Sporting are on a different level, right? You could even argue Benfica and Porto on a different level than Sporting in terms of branding and size, Right. And then you got Braga Guimarães, right. That float around in that area. And then everyone else, right. Like there's just, there's no TV money. Right. And they're going to centralize that now. But do you think that if money starts getting pumped into Benfica Porto Sporting, it becomes even more of a gap between the other teams? Because remember in the EPL, while they have investors and ownership, they also have massive money from TV right? Like the last place teams get more money than the champion does in Portugal, right? Like there's just a substantial reality there that we don't have in Portugal. So do you think that that could make things worse long-term? Long-term, short-term, yes. Long-term, no. I think long-term, if if the the appeal, like how uh, how Portuguese League is appealing to people outside of Portu- the Portugal and Portuguese people outside of Portugal, then it, it basically g- gains interest and what the interest gains uh money money comes up right so like so so tv rights now is split uh, you know they get a, a, a like you know like you said in e- england this the the lowest team gets a, more than a portuguese champion well with interest say if we get a, a player like like ronaldo to go retire in portugal because it's appealing or Messi to go retire in Portugal because it's appealing. I'm not talking now. I'm talking about in the future. Like so, so that the TV rights obviously the money has to come up, right? And when with these investments, like you guys all spoke, it it just opens up the the brand, opens up the like the Portuguese league to the outside of the Portugal and Portuguese people. And I think that's only positive. Money equals wins, right? With money, 
with well usually <laughs> like you, you don't yeah. see like you saw you saw Manchester City before they were sh be, like 10 years ago like they were like Chelsea, nothing Manchester. yeah right right so and then uh, money came in and now they compete in the Champions League every year and they compete in the EPL right so money equals wins and Portuguese uh, at least Benfica has been have been preaching about Europa, 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 Europa for the last 20 years. We're never gonna get reach anything. We got close in Europa League, but in Champions League, we, especially nowadays with all these uh, like investors investing in other teams like EPL and uh, and you know Bayern and Barcelona's and and, and Real Madrid and PSGs, you're not gonna compete unless you do something like that. You can't stay in the past. You have to like come to to the modern soccer that it is nowadays which is investors coming in investing in a team raising them up which gets interest around all the other teams uh, in the league and money com starts coming up the league becomes interesting and that's what we want and and who's to say who's to say you know right now we fall out of the top five leagues in the world right but we're probably maybe six seven who's to say like in the far future with with all this interest and you know potential opportunities you don't you don't climb up to that fifth spot and and mike to your point about the disparity of competition right i mean besides epl look at look at the other leagues i mean byron byron wins nine out of ten leagues every you know if you look yeah nine out of ten leagues a year right Ten out of ten essentially i mean look at the disparity there that's only one club at least we have three fighting for a title um in in uh in France, I mean PSG right now. Who's going to compete with them? With with, with since with those owners, they they are they are like ten points, ten eleven points ahead of Lille already. And yeah, I'm just saying last year Lille was like Leicester yeah. City. But but I mean, if you look at it, that's that's the football we live in. I mean, if you don't want the Super League, this is what you get. I mean, you're going to get the the super clubs are going to dominate their leagues besides the EPL and and Italy. Italy's probably a little bit more competitive too, but you know, you look at, I mean, it is what it is. I still think, you know, a fight of three is better than Byron winning every, I mean, there's, I mean, just look at it. I mean, Byron wins every single year. It's better quality. The better. German league's over by like Christmas. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. I actually, Tiago's comment that, that, that's, I think Ajax is probably the only team in the world that can do that. I have no idea how they do it because every single year they lose the big players to the big teams that have money and they do it again the next year. So they're the scouting the, the cat, the, maybe the academy. I don't know, but they, they're probably the only with, and Mefica was on that track, like they're on that kind of like vision for for a few years and then they, they recently got away from that. But Ajax and Mefica were basically. We're doing the same thing. If you guys remember when Bruno Lage took over and he, he started playing with the with the youth team, like we went to play in Europe and we beat teams away, like we couldn't lose it, it, with our with our youth team. And then all of a sudden, it took one result, bad result, and everybody just folded. And and Ajax is proving that they can do it. They can do it year in and year out. Yeah, and just for those listening and not watching, Thiago's comment was o Ajax, por exemplo, tem orçamento parecido ao nosso, tem nove pontos num grupo onde está Benfica, Sporting e Dortmund nós temos as condições parecidas e um melhor campeonato que eles um, Nelson says AC Milan foi vice-campeão italiano e não jogam nada, which is a valid point right, like when you when you look at right, like Kenny said and Oscar said and right, the, the other countries out there that have the PSGs right, and have basically a one horse race nine out of ten seasons right 
I just right when you say Oscar in the near future it'll probably impact negatively but potentially in the in the future it could be beneficial my question here is can some of these clubs survive that near future right we look at teams like uh you know Vizela for example just came up right Pas Ferreira who who did did good last year but can they survive you know that near term right to be able to then take that next step i don't know if they can but i mean only time will tell but, but what makes it vizela to now what they're doing now which is not competing right for the top spots because that's Benfica's part in porto anyways right so what's the difference with the with if we had those investments and not have those investments if we had those investments and the tv rights get split evenly i think they they have a better chance than do they today yeah Fair. The center the, that's the key the key is the centralization of all the you know the money once they get an even share the vizelas and the yeah all they, they have a better chance they have a better chance and they get more they get more of that money the more successful benfica porto and sparthing are so if benfica porto and sparthing get these get these investors on board and start actually challenging for like you know you know getting into the semifinals finals and challenging for champions league then you're you know you're going to get more interest in the portuguese league and more money and then the vizelas get more more out of the you know more of the pie so i agree with oscar i totally agree with that Tiago says temos de ir buscar o scouting do ajax i agree yeah that too we'll send jay jay we're going to put you on a plane to amsterdam i'm sure you'll have fun there Bad choice of person. <laughs> I'll send you there. You gotta do business first before play. Okay. <laughs> um, moving on to uh, Benfica Bayern Munich. Big game tomorrow. Um, just to run through some some numbers here. Bayern Munich this season averages one goal against. Benfica's average zero point six three goals against. Bayern's conceding seven point seven five goal or shots. Uh, against on target, Benfica is conceding 6.88 uh, shots on target against. Um, in the attack, Benfica averages 14 shots per game on average. Um, 14%, sorry. Uh, 18%, uh, 18.13 for on target for, for Bayern. Goal scores, these numbers are scary. Uh, but again, We'll talk about kind of the competition and, and how they're smashing everyone. But Lewandowski's top five. Lewandowski's got nine. Nabri's got five. Kimmich with three. Molu three. And Sané two. Benfica's leading goal scorers. Yaramchuk four. Darwin four. Lucas Verissimo two. Rafa two. And Luca Walschmidt, who's no longer there, has two. Um, assists. Oh, boy. Oscar. It's going to be excited. PZ with two. Grimaldo with two. Vigo with two. Rafa with two. And Everton with one. And Muller has five, Kimmich four, Alfonso Davies, who's not playing, has four, Sane has three, and Goretzka has two, who's also not playing. Or as JJ would say in his press conference today, U David, U David, no buys you got? Okay. <laughs> um, and um, Benfica's played Bayern Munich 10 times in their history. We've never beat them. We've lost seven, tied three. Um, most recently, five to one. Uh, we lost 2-0 at home in 2018-19. We drew them 2-2 in that game that I'm sure most of you guys remember. 2015-16 uh, um, at home, uh, we lost to them 1-0 away that same year. 95-96, we lost 3-1 at home. 
we lost four to one away in the Tasso Wafa, 90 or 81, 82. We lost four to one and drew zero, zero. And then 75, 76, we lost five to one and drew zero, zero. So the numbers historically don't look good for us. Um, Bayern Munich this year is in first place in the league with 19 points, six wins, one draw, one loss. Um, they're one point ahead of Borussia Dortmund, who has 18 points. They're coming off a smashing win against Bayer Leverkusen, who's third um, in the league, 5-1. to one. They scored all their goals in uh, the first half, fourth minute, 30th minute, 34th minute, 35th minute, 37th minute, and 40th minute. They scored four goals in 10 minutes um, against the Bayern Leverkusen team. Like That's a pretty decent club. Um, and then in the second half, they, they took off Goretzka, Lewandowski, Muller, and Sula. Um, so they did get some rest of those players. Uh, we already talked about Mifika comes in on a 2-1 victory against Trofins. Um, Jay, I'm going to start with you. What are your expectations for this game? And I'm just going to read off the list of players that are available for, for Bayern Munich. Um, Neuer, Fruchel, Upamecano, Richard, Sule, Pavard, Saar, Lucas Hernandez, Stanisic, Nianzu, Tuliso, Roca, Kimic, Sabitza, Nabri, Sane, Coman, Musiala, Muller, Chupamoting, and the Polish machine himself, <laughs> Lewandowski. Is that really someone's name? Chupamoting, yeah. <laughs> Chupamotis. I can't. I can't remember what national team he plays. I want to hear Osman say it. <laughs> He's impressed. Chupaki, not Chupamoting. Chupamoting. Um. Jay, what do you? How are you feeling about this game? What's your confidence level? How do you think it's going to play out? I honestly, going against Bayern, I don't. I we're playing at home. I know it's probably going to be a great atmosphere there, but I just don't know. Bayern's playing so good. I know we have fresh legs. I'm going to. I'm going to hope for a victory, but my confidence is like fifty percent right now. And do you think um, I'll get your opinion on your your eleven? How do you think we'll we'll line up? Um, I would assume that they would probably go with their their strong lineup, the three five two, no so, three five three. So back line. So you're saying same we saw against Barcelona? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, Bill. How are you feeling about this game? What's your heart saying? What's your head say? <laughs> my heart says Benfica has it, but my head saying, "Oh boy." Yeah. <laughs> um, I wa- I watched that Bayern Labor- the Bayern game against uh, Leverkusen, and I I texted Mike and I, I told him that, like those like ten minutes in that first half just scare the crap out of me because if they get one early. It they legit is just full throttle until they kill you. Like they they don't like we've seen Benfica. They get one, they kind of sit back. Bayern doesn't do that. They get one, and it's it's like nothing changed. They go all out again, um, and it can they can get ugly real quick. And, and Leverkusen saw that on the weekend. Um, I I agree with with Jason. I think I think the lineup is going to be what we saw against. Barca, or yeah, against Barca, and I think they go into the game with the, kind of the same strategy, right? Trying to sit back, defend, hit on the counter. Um, I, I don't think 
I don't think you can go into this game expecting Befica to go toe to toe and keep possession and, and attack all out. I, I think it, their their attacks have to be methodical. I think we have to be patient and, and pick your moments when to to get forward and and hopefully our, our forwards can take advantage of the the few chances that they're going to create because I, I don't think we're going to have too many. Yeah, I agree. Um... Oscar, I'll, I'll go to you. Um, and Nelson's comment here. Which I, I agree. I think he loves the, the spotlight. He loves the attention. Um, That's and, why he's already mispronounced a couple of people's names yeah. already. And unfortunately, he has a tendency sometimes to try to reinvent the wheel. Um, and he overthinks it sometimes. Hopefully, that's not the case with this opponent. He did say in the press conference that... Um, to him, in his opinion, they're the best team in the world today, um, which I don't think you can disagree with that. Um, but it's an opinion. Um, so, Oscar, what are you? How are you feeling about this? Let's get the uh, hashtag realist perspective here. Um, I was hoping this game was away, not at home, and and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because if we were to lose one game, it would have been against Bayern. I'd rather be Bayern get all the points now they can at home, and then come to the lose with already qualified for the next stage. Don't we, don't we play them back-to-back? I do. I Right. But it, I, I think we have a better chance of, of winning at home if they're not playing with their full team than we do away with their B team. You know what I mean? So if we played away and they won and then they have nine points at home, they're going to be like, all right, we're through anyways. Let's go. Let's let's uh, take it easy and whatever. And then we take advantage. Um, I think we're going to be playing the same style we played against Barcelona. Uh, Lazaro, I think, is hurt, right? So, we'll probably be Diogo Gonçalves. Diogo's back. Yeah, Diogo Gonçalves. Oh, Andre Almeida. You, you, you never know what Jesus, you could probably put Everton there. I don't know. He's just so, so, um, so I, I think it'll be a game where we're, we're defending and, and hopefully it's just like we did against Barcelona, where every ball that they shoot hits one of our legs or doesn't go on net or whatever the fuck it is. But that's, that's my, my I'm crossing my fingers. That's what it is. And then we counterattack, um, and the thing is, we can't even counterattack. Their guys are freaking fast, so let's hope that we can counterattack when they're not looking or sleeping. <laughs> do you do you think do you think Rafa starts? That's my only 100%. question because he's been. He's Why wouldn't he start? JJ he's been out hurt. JJ he just, said he's ready to yeah, go. Yeah, that, that, that's, that, that's JJ playing mind games. That's his, yeah. his way of playing mind games. He's so yeah. stupid that he doesn't even know how to play mind games. <laughs> Don't call the man stupid. I watched, the, I, watched, <laughs> I watched the press conference, and I was almost hoping that he would say, no, Rolf is not going to play, to like extend the mind game, but he didn't. He was like, no, he's going to, you know, vai jogar. Amanhã ainda temos um treino e, e nós sabemos que os jogadores hoje em dia só bastam um sopro e já não jogam amanhã, mas, por isso, mas para já jogam amanhã. So, we'll see. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt in, in, in the practice tomorrow morning. Now, do you think he goes with this offensive mid instead of uh, with Vigo in the said, mid? He said no. in his press conference today that ele vai montar uma equipa para no jogar fear. para a frente. No fear. That's what he said. Like, and he said, and he also said, love, I fucking love it. No shit. <laughs> I got I was I would actually sign right now for a zero zero. He said yeah. he was like, Oh, Dude, he is pure entertainment. 
I'm Kenny, telling you, I love that dude. Kenny, what do you? How are you feeling about this game? All right, so I have one key to the game. One key to the game. My key to the game is Vlako Dimos has to have an insane match. Okay, yeah. I hope, I hope he makes a deal with the devil. All right, because <laughs> he's gonna have to, because Bayern smashes teams. They score goals after goals after goals. I don't know what they average, but they must be averaging three or four goals a game. Legit. I looked at their only loss to the yes. year. I, I want to see, hey, they sure. lost the game. Let's take a look at that. Let's look at that highlight. I watched 12 minutes of Bayern smashing. Who was it? Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Literally. Chance after chance. It was a Bayern highlight <laughs> reel that they just couldn't score, and they happened to lose the game. So that game could have easily been 8-2 to two or whatever that they scored. Bayern is a machine. I'm going to give you, I'm going to leave, I'm going to kind of try to give you a comparable. Maybe our Portuguese listeners don't know this, but you guys and our American viewers should know this. All right. Do you guys know the Miracle on Ice 1980 yep. Olympics? Yep. Okay. 1980 Winter Olympics, USA young team going against the most dominant at the time, the Soviet Union. They smashed teams. Okay, they they no mercy those guys, and somehow the U.S. Oh, managed geez. managed to pull it off in the semifinals. I think it was. Do I think we're going to be able to do that? Probably not. But that's what they remind me of. They remind me of that Soviet Union team. Like, there's no fear. They're they're like a well-oiled machine. They're like they're just they're good, dude. They're they're not going to be an easy front. Now, I like. Um, Tiago's comment there, you know, it's true. I mean, they played Barcelona pretty much kind of the way we did. We, we got them 3-0 as well. I mean, I think our only chance is a tie here. But we're going to have to score because Barcelona – I mean, because Bayern's going to score. So it's going to be a tough match. Um, I don't know how we're going to line up. I, I honestly think Jesus has something up his sleeve that he's going to, like, throw, a you know, his little – wrinkle in the in the equation to try to i don't know make byron like second guess themselves or something um we'll see what happens but i don't think it's going to be easy and i think the the main my main takeaway is going to be vakalimo she's going to have to be humongous in that uh for us to keep the game at least like maybe a 1-1 because i mean even scoring two goals on byron is going to be tough so that's that's going to be you know important is is defending these guys Okay. Hey guys, before before we, we we go any farther, just remember the last two games we played against them, they had a stack team too, and at home we tied them two two, and away we lost one zero. And this was Rivitoria when when everybody shit on Rivitoria, you know what I mean? So like we and and uh, yeah, that dude, Oscar, no. that team was good. No, the last Ooh. time we played Bayern, we lost five to one. I'm talking about the the Rivitoria. We lost two two. Yes. Two two is Talishka sort of kick at the end, and uh, and Jimenez uh, scored a header from a, a Liseo's cross, yeah. right? And then uh, and then away. Well, the first game was away, and we, we lost one zero. And Vidal scored. So they had Vidal, they had the Riveries, they had Robin. They had, they were stacked. And let just let me tell you their lineup that day. They were, they lined they were up, also older, no? They lined up with Neuer, Bernat, Alaba, Kimmich, Lam, Vidal, Ribery, Thiago, Muller. Douglas Costa, Lewandowski, Benfica had Ederson, Almeida, Lindelof, Jardel, Eliseu, Gaetan, Renato, Feja, Pizzi, Jonas, Mitroglou. 
It's yeah. a good Benfica team as well. That, that was the one zero. The two two was a little different. Right. And the two two and two two. I remember had, watching that two two game. Yeah, but, but this team is still good. I mean, Leroy Sane, Nabry, Lewandowski, like these guys. Yeah, I mean, they're fast. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna cause a lot of problems, dude. They're gonna cause. Yeah. Of course they. I mean, they I don't know that. They they don't miss. They're gonna score. It's we're gonna have to score, and Vlaco's gonna have to like um, lessen you know lessen the blow somehow. That's that's the, the like that's the mentality that we have to go into. We have to score, and Vlaco is gonna have to have a, a like. A miraculous game, I mean, which is what, possible. Which is what, possible. What, what? 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 do you guys say if they don't Darwin's have a shot score, on net, guys? Darwin's no gonna score a shot on net. If who Benfica doesn't have a yeah. shot on net, no. If Bayern doesn't have a shot on net, Barcelona didn't have a shot on net. They did. Yeah. I think they had one, didn't they? No, no I think no. They didn't have a shot on net. You wait for oh. stats. They didn't have a single shot. Oh, okay. Darwin's gonna score tomorrow. Um, I just want to give you guys a little perspective here. All right, I know that it's Bayern Munich, but guys. If Sheriff from Moldova can go to Madrid and beat Real, I mean, Benfica should be able to get a result at home against Bayern. Is it a mountain that's extremely massive? Absolutely, right? That's the reality. But being at home, I think we all said at the beginning, right? The game in Munich, I think we chalked that up, right? Like Bayern Munich as itself is difficult to beat. In Munich, even more difficult. Um, I think, like Oscar said, I probably would have preferred the second game to be at home and not the first, right? Because you probably expect some rotation with the expectation that we lose there, um, the game in Munich. Um, so, I mean, they 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 still have a lot to play for, right? But I think that we could we could pull off a surprise here. I'm my head says that. My head says one thing, my heart says another, um, and we'll get to that. But I was going to ask you guys, on our side, who do you think could be the big difference maker? And I think Kenny already gave us his answer with Vlaco Dimus, but if you have any others, feel free to jump in. Who do you guys think could be the one difference maker for us? And I'm going to exclude Rafa, because I'm sure you guys are all going to say Rafa. So taking out Rafa... Um, and Vlaco Dimas, which Kenny just said, who do you think could be that one difference maker? Whether I'll it's go. defensively, I'll yeah. go. It's gonna watch this. Watch this, Darwin. Watch. Tell you, <laughs> tell you, it's gonna okay. be Darwin. Nelson says, "Doizum Benfica Darwin Yotamendi." I like it. Bill, who do you think could be the big difference maker for us? I think, I think it starts in the back. So I'm, I'm gonna go with Yotamendi. I think he's he's played in a ton of these big games right i think he just has the experience and i think he can he can command that back line and i think that's where he needs to start i think our back line needs to have an unbelievable game for us to have any chance of getting any kind of result and and dude i think i think as the back line you have to think about the midfield they have to control some right. part of the game so right. almost the whole, the whole team has to team. play as one whole, as yeah, one the whole yeah. team has to play together and then and then we have we need we need our forwards like uh, uh chuk and and darwin to take advantage of their chances so yeah. they, they might it's not gonna be Dar uh, the darwin that misses three because he's trying to put an air post and far post he's gonna have one chance and has to put her away so let's see if he steps up and he's going chuk as well he needs to do what he did in Barcelona. that's exactly what he needs to do right away <laughs> first first few games five minutes jay who's your difference maker I, I kind of agree with it. You kind of have to play as a team, but I'm going to go with Darwin. I just feel like he, he's have he he has he's probably feeling on a high. He just scored against Barca, so 
why not? In his, in his mind, he's probably thinking, why can't I score against Bayern? So I'm hoping that he can kind of pull off his little surprise. It'll send his transfer value to the moon. <laughs> And then, then Oscar can't talk after that. <laughs> no, I, I, I want, I want, believe me, I, I want Darren to score twenty billion goals this season. But I mean, he has to show up. Yeah, he, he, has, has, to, he has to it, show up. I mean, he did good against Barca, so I'm hoping that it kind of continues yeah. on. And then he sucked it, against Fortinones. And honestly, it's at home, so hopefully, it kind of gives him that extra motivation too. Can he stick in fifty stick plus thousand Benficias in the fan? In the are you stands? sticking sticking with Aldi, or are you gonna take another? No, I like Ken. I like Ken. So you better oh, not change. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I know we don't want to, you know, we, we're looking outside of Aldi and Rafa, but I mean, those are the two obvious ones for me, Aldi and Rafa, because he's really our only player. Because And here's what I'm thinking too, is Rafa is the only one that can like, he's shifty enough where like he can get into space, cause issues and maybe get a PK in the box. You know, like that's, that, let's be realistic. Like we're probably going to need a PK some, you know, somewhere in there. And, and Rafa can, makes you know defenders miss and and create a pk so i let's i mean honestly i think rafa's are going to be be our main threat going forward and yeah i'm going to stick with it i mean all these going to have to have a big big game yeah. and i'll say this too to, to your point about you i mean i know i i respect i mean i understand what you guys mean you you wish you would have had the home game second but i mean byron at home like really smashes teams. Like I'm talking five, nothing, seven, nothing type of scores. I almost like if we had played there first and we get a shellacking five, nothing, we can't, we go into the second game, like totally nervous. Like we're just, we, we're playing for a tie where right now we have some confidence where like, we might go into like, look at, you know, Jesus. I mean, I got, I got, I got ideas. Montaro may keep it like we're, he's hopefully playing this to win, not just a tie. And maybe we come out of it with a tie. Whereas if we play Bayern at there and we get a shellacking, we probably have a total different mentality. We're just like trying to hold the result and probably lose again. Where right now we're riding high. And we also have fresh legs. Like no, pretty much no one has played. Everyone should be like ready to fucking go tomorrow. Um, they don't right need off, motivation. Yeah, right off, right off the whistle. Like we have to be on top of them like we were with, with Barcelona. Hopefully get an early goal. And kind of you know settle things up, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I it's going to be a great game. Hopefully, it's a good result. I think I'm going to say there's three things that stand out for me. Um, one, I think the fans being back in the stadium are going to be a massive help for us. I think massive, like just from a confidence level, from an atmosphere perspective, I think it's going to be massive. Just like going to Dortmund, going to Munich is a tough place to go. Like the fans are fucking like a huge piece of it. So one, I think that's going to be a massive part and the fans in the stadium, um, hopefully they continue to push the team. Even if we, we go down or we're struggling in the beginning, right? Like if the fans get on their case, it's not going to help. Um, especially for some of those younger guys that aren't used to, you know, the Darwins, right? Like this is their first real exposure to this atmosphere, right? So that's the one for me to Weigel. Um, he was in the presser this morning um, or this afternoon in Portugal. Um, his familiarity with Munich, um, I, he's, he grew up 
in Munich. He grew up. I think he played for. Um, I can't remember the other name of the team in in Munich um, off the top of my head. But he didn't play for Bayern. He played for the other team. So there's that rivalry there from a childhood, which you mentioned in his presser. Which I'm hopeful that he'll relay that message to the players. Not that they didn't need it, right? They know everyone knows who Bayern Munich is, but just that other motivation, right, in your locker room, someone to pass that message. Um, and the third one is uh, Grimaldo. And why Grimaldo is because Bayern Munich has been playing with Sula at right back. They normally play with a 4-2-3-1. Um, and Sula isn't like that type of outside back that, you know, Alfonso Davies, right? That's just going to fucking go up and down, up and down, right? He's not the same type of player. And I think if he plays in the right, it's probably going to be either him or uh, Pavar. But with Davies out, who knows? Pavar might play on the left. Hernandez could play on the left. They could play with a three at the back, which they've done already this season. I would be surprised if they didn't play a 4-2-3-1. But if Sula plays there, I think someone like Grimaldo and even Darwin could um, create some problems there. And I think it takes a little bit of pressure, hopefully off of Grimaldo, um, with having the overlaps on that side. The only thing is he's going to have to deal with the likes of... You know, <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Sonny Sonny plays I'll on the play. other side. Um, <laughs> can, I mean, they float. can you go forward yeah. with that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think those, for me, those are the three big uh, elements there that I think could be be differential um, in the game tomorrow. Um, I'm going to go around and ask you guys what your... I'm going to ask you two predictions, what your heart says and what your head says. And I want to see what the difference here is. Uh, Oscar, I'm going to start with you. What's your what's your head say? My head says two to two zero Bayern. My heart says five zero Benfica. <laughs> Not even realistic. <laughs> so what, which one's your prediction, League One? Two zero Bayern? I'll go in between two to one Bayern. Okay. Kenny, what's your head say? Um my head says uh we probably lose three one. But my heart says 1-1. One, one. So 3-1 is your predictor? No, I'm going to go with my heart. Okay. 1-1. One, one. All right. Okay, what's your head say? Um, my head says 2-1, to one, Befica. Okay, okay. I can't your wait head? to see what your heart says. <laughs> This. Jesus, two to one, they figure. So I'm just thinking, about okay, it. all right, all right. I like it, Bill. What's your heart? What's your head say? My head says, um, two one, Bayern. And your heart, my heart, my heart says, uh, one one. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go with one one. Okay. Hey, cru- crucial is the first 15 minutes, yeah, crucial. Agree. Agree. Set the tempo. Yep. I'm going to say um, my heart says 1-1. Um, one, one. My head says 2-1, Befica. How is your head ahead of your heart? I just think that it's a game. I think Befica is so up against it. They have nothing to lose. JJ lives for these games. Um, and I just, gonna love Wait, I just but doesn't doesn't your heart want more Benfica? Your heart I, I should get say two one. 
Yeah, your heart should be the one that says five and zero, twenty zero. Says, no, the, the realistic no. thing. Don't tell me what I should feel, dude. He's weird <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> Don't tell me what my feelings should be. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that I think we um, I think that we score first, and they score shortly after. I think the time between us scoring first and them scoring isn't going to be long. And then I think it's just going to be like Kenny said, fucking your heart in your hand for most of the game. And you know, I'm gonna ride along with Nelson. Otamendi's gonna fucking pull one out of you know pull one out of the hat and score a goal and that place is going to erupt um i'm I'm actually going with darwin and chuck okay i'm going with those billy who do you think scores our goal and your one one rafa (laughs) so he doesn't pass it (laughs) he doesn't pass it across goal oscar who do you think scores your one goal tarot <laughs> Just kidding. I think I'm gonna go with Chuke. Okay, Kenny. Who do you think scores your one goal? I think uh, I'm gonna go with Chuke too. Okay. Um, and I want to ask you guys this before we sign off: Is hypothetically, Benfica gets one point tomorrow. Uh, Oscar, I'll start with you. Do you think? How do you? What are your feelings of us progressing with one point tomorrow? Our, our, my feeling is we still have to go beat Barcelona away or get points in Barcelona. It so, also depends how Barca. What right, Barca it, it, it all depends. I'm thinking right. worst case worst case scenario Barcelona beats Dinamo both games. Yep. Right, that's my worst case scenario. So if we get one point tomorrow, we still gonna be head to head or Barcelona to get still the second to spot. Right. We need to take points at, at Barca. Correct. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take it based on your prediction. So you say we lose tomorrow. What do you think that does to our progression? Same, same thing. We need to be Dinamo and Barcelona. Okay. Kenny, we get one point based on your prediction. How are you feeling for progression? I feel good. I mean, with one point, we haven't we haven't lost a game yet in, in the group. And I, I really don't think Barca – I think Dinamo can get a point out of Barca, and I think that puts Barca in much worse shape than us. And so I, I would feel better. Now, will it be will it be the Dinamo game tomorrow or the next one? I don't know, but I I I'm pr- I feel confident that Dinamo can take a take a point from Barca. Jay, you say we win two to one. What I'm not going to ask you about progression because I think I know the answer. But then I'm going to ask you if we beat Bayern Munich two to one at home, how do you feel about what could happen to us in Munich in the next game? <laughs> We absolutely get smashed. <laughs> like Kenny says, they'll probably stick five into this. Five I think this. if we beat them, which I hope and I believe we will, um, I I think the second game in Munich we'll have to watch like this. Dude, I think they would just like – They're better off bringing the B well. team. Let's easy play. <laughs> yeah. Let them get smashed. <laughs> Oscar's pissed. <laughs> What, what what if PC comes in tomorrow and gives yours th- this game a, a changes this whole game? No, no, I would love it. You can't really defend. In the eighty fifth minute, you really can't do much. I can't defend. I can't. <laughs> hey, I can't. Disrespectful, dude. I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't defend. Like I mean, uh, it's just not his fault. He's not being used. Yeah. We don't. I don't. I don't know. Who's he gonna start over? Huh? Dude, he fucking has. He has Luna Titch, Whatever the fuck his name is, come in and Tarap come in. So like, he Luna must have Titch. some. What the fuck is his name? Yeah, what I got. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
Um, all right, well, we got our we got our predictions. Um, it's gonna be a good match tomorrow. We have Luis and Nunu and a few others will be at the game tomorrow. Stud lose. We'll have some videos before the match, some opinions, some uh, some interviews there. Uh, so stay tuned for that on our Facebook page. Quinta-feira para vocês que querem ver o podcast em português. Quinta-feira temos o podcast às 21 h 30 Thanks to everyone that was in the chat. Thanks for participating. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, boys, I'm excited for this game. I'm probably not going to get much sleep. Um, Seriously. I just, I, you know, Mike, I just want to I just want to finish with one thing. Like, I think some of these, I know they've experienced it with the Barca game, but I think like this one, like there's just a lot more against us in this one that like some of these players are really going to feel the adrenaline and i hope that that's also along with the the crowd and everything that that additional adrenaline is really going to like just give us a surprise you know like i'm i can't wait to watch the game it's gonna be awesome i agree boys i hope it's next time we're here on, on next week that it's a it's a festive uh environment and not uh, a sulking one and we get smashed in our own home but uh, I'm confident that if we do lose it'll be a tight game I'm confident in JJ's capabilities I'm confident in his experience again he's he, he loves these games he this is what he he lives for let's just hope that he doesn't try to reinvent the wheel and try to be the smart guy in the room um, and he, he makes the right decisions I think the team picks itself um, but you never know he could, he could try to pull a surprise so we will be back next week. Hopefully, we have three points tomorrow and we got nine in the group. A tie wouldn't be so bad. A defeat would be upsetting, but we'll be back next week. Thank you, boys. Nine, nine, nine in the group, seven in the group. Oh, seven, sorry. I was thinking we had six, we had four. Yeah, um, I got ahead of myself. <laughs> um, we will be back next week. Thank you, everyone. Boys, have a good evening and Viva Benfica. Viva, Viva. Viva.